0: A great success. We're we're in. <laughs> we made it.
1: Let's freaking go. I need Oh you. baby part two. We made it back. We didn't fail after one episode.
0: Yeah, we actually did pretty good for our first episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, big shout out to everybody that listened because Yeah. I mean, otherwise it's just us talking into a <laughs> video recording. <laughs> that's just seems weird if nobody's going to listen to it.
0: <laughs> it's just out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I... yeah, I mean we we out here. We really doing this, man. We're we're yeah. not in person this time, but we're here. Yeah.
0: We both yeah. Uh, went out of
1: town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Memorial Day, man. We're we're out here living life.
0: Yeah, I didn't even realize it was Memorial Day. Yeah, I saw that I had work off tomorrow and I was just like,
1: hooray. You're like, score. Yeah, I was like, didn't, I don't have to didn't hurry. realize it was a federal holiday.
0: Yeah, literally. Ty told me yesterday, he was like, yeah, me and my homies are going bowling for Memorial Day. I was like, when is that? He's like, uh, Monday? I was like, oh, really? That's why I have work off?
1: Uh, khakis? Precisely. Yeah, so. Oh, man. We're winning. Yeah, well happy Memorial Day. Hopefully uh people will give us another listen on their Memorial Day holiday this weekend.
0: Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And maybe uh maybe we'll actually get it out on time this time.
1: Yeah, yeah, apologies for the the tech difficulties. <laughs> I think it took us like 6 hours and two flash drives in order to get that thing to work, but yeah, we so we scary. did it. The oh, funny man. Thing We're did hoping
0: is I just found it on my phone after the whole 6 hours and two flash oh. drives. <laughs>
1: man well we appreciate everybody tuning in for real and uh hopefully we'll be getting this up on youtube sometime soon once we figure out that that debacle because that was a whole other deal
0: yeah that was not fun
1: to do yeah but But, i mean honestly the video quality was so bad that it it may not even be worth it for the first episode we may just put the audio up or something
0: yeah and i'm not gonna lie i don't even know if i have the recording anymore (laughs)
2: oh god
1: well that's okay if uh if episode one isn't on youtube then you guys can check us out elsewhere if you want to get that guardians three review But uh, man i well our goal today is not to be two and a half hours like last time so <laughs> let's, let's jump into this thing and and uh welcome everybody back to another episode of casual genius podcast we got some interesting stuff that we're going to chat about today a little bit um we're going to talk a little about Lil dirk's new album um almost healed and about the new ben affleck matt damon movie uh air which just came out a couple weeks ago theaters and on amazon prime so and let's jump into let's jump into what's new
0: yeah so I'm trying to find what were you even going to talk about? Oh, so the first one that you were saying was the new Flash trailer.
1: Yeah, did you check that out?
0: Yeah, I just watched it right before we hopped on. Um I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it was the new trailer. I it might have been the exact same trailer twice that I just watched.
1: Yeah, it looked really similar. Like I think they used like half of the same shots, okay. but there was one one shot that looked interesting to me there's a scene where um it's supergirl and she's flying up into the sky right
2: uh-huh.
1: and she's carrying a guy like in her arms uh-huh. i don't know if you noticed that no okay she'll she, the dude she's oh i just dropped my phone
2: <laughs>
1: she's uh she's carrying a dude shirtless and it looked like he had black hair uh-huh. and i seriously i wonder it could be Barry Allen like Ezra Miller's character but I'm wondering if it's Henry Cavill because that's the whole Superman thing right when he's drained on power if you get him up to the yellow sun right then he's going to have his power back so what if this whole James Gunn thing has just been an elaborate plot to hide Henry Cavill coming back as Superman it, like I mean I wouldn't think that, but it just happened with Andrew Garfield. It, it's happened like in Marvel time after time. And right. James Gunn's been around all of that. So it makes me wonder, is Henry Cavill actually Superman? And that's just a little shot of him. I don't know.
0: That would be crazy. You know how many people would be pissed off?
1: it <laughs> <laughs> would be like the greatest Rick roll of all time, man. seriously like if henry cavill like went through all of this just for us to still get him as superman like all the firings all this that and the other just to have him come back
2: no literally
0: yeah that that would be nuts but other than that like because i didn't even really notice that but Mm -hmm. yeah it, it just looked the same i'm yeah i'm still just as excited still got the same kind of worries that there are a couple too many superheroes but nonetheless i think the story of flashpoint is cool um i i just hope they don't ruin it by having too many heroes in this movie right
1: yeah i'm i'm with you i i think it it really looked like pretty much the same movie i mean nothing mind-blowing that changed my mind like oh it's going to be great or it's going to be terrible as opposed to what i already thought but I do wonder about that scene. That was one that caught my eye. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. So I was like, <laughs> hey, those up. That's that's a big deal in DC. Yeah. No, that's,
0: that would literally be crazy. Yeah. That'd be interesting. But yeah, so there's that. Um, another thing you wanted to talk about was The Little Mermaid.
1: Yeah. So I want to so, talk about that. Well, so it's just, I I mean, I don't know if either of us are going to see that. But... <laughs> no, <laughs> I would venture not unless like, I don't know, something crazy would have to happen for me to be super interested in watching that. But I mostly am curious, like what you think about all of the the Disney remakes that they're doing and a lot of the live action stuff, because the little mermaids, like, I mean, at least for kids growing up, like that was a classic Disney movie. It's Absolutely. considered one of the classics, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and from what I've heard, this remake, despite a lot of big budget and big production and stuff is trash. Yeah. That's what I, that's the consensus. I I
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it is trash. Like I'm all cool for like a live action Disney movie. Mm -hmm. If it makes sense. Like I wasn't even really all for the lion King being live action. Cause like, that's a lot of CGI. It's, It's animals that talk. That's the whole Disney movie is, it's just a bunch of animals so like right then like now we have little mermaid where half the characters are talking animals so it's like and if you've seen how they look they look terribly disturbing Flounder. yeah it does it does look a little scary. stupid (laughs) like straight up they look dumb (laughs) i'm not for that yeah yeah i don't know i like I feel like there are some that make sense. Like if you were to do like a Moana live action, I think that would be dope. Like
1: Yeah. And that's that's in the works right now, actually, right. from what I've heard. Yeah, so.
0: that's that's one like that's a reason why I bring that one up. Like I think that right. one's a good idea to do. I think it's a cool um it's it's a whole cool story. Like, yeah, you still yeah. have a couple like talking animals, really just like that crab dude, but other other than that like it's just it's people so it makes sense to do live. yeah
1: sure i even think i even think like a movie like frozen like i know it's recent but so is moana but like frozen fits like what i feel like you could do really well with live action
0: yeah absolutely so i think disney's been getting really greedy lately and i think that's another reason why like you see them pushing out so many well i'm hoping they cut back but like that's why I think they were pushing so many Marvel projects out. Like it was way too often when growing up, it was like one, maybe, maybe two a year, like that we would get and you're just right. building this whole thing. So now I feel like they're just getting too greedy because they know people will watch live action Disney. Cause that's what we grew up on.
1: Right. So I am yeah, not for a, sure. uh,
0: I I think little mermaid one.
1: Yeah. I think that the, the, problem is exactly what you're saying i think they're just trying to make money off of the fact that these movies were huge when we were kids or our parents were kids right. and so like the youngest generation now that wants to go see kids movies is going to be going to these kinds of movies so you get parents that want to go see the remake of what they saw growing up and the young kids who are like just interested in it in the first place right. so i i mean if there was one live action movie i would want to see remade it's definitely got to be monsters inc because can you imagine just a massive CGI James P Sullivan? I think it'd be fantastic, and that's total sarcasm. But <laughs> I mean, that would just that would terrorize like kids' nightmares to see that. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> <In> life.
0: <laughs> now that would be one that would be crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm. I'm gonna start a petition. I want to see live action monsters Inc. before i before my days are up
0: i'm with that i'll sign it (laughs) yeah i just yeah i wouldn't i'm not surprised that it's doing trash it was already getting backlash like the moment like casting was coming out and production even started like there was already a lot of backlash on it
1: so i think i think with classics it's so hard to do something well so far removed from it and even in a sequel like i think lion king sequels are okay shrek sequels are good um the monsters university's you know adequate it's fine and uh was a toy story is has some classic sequels but it's rare that you get that remake or that um sequel that's as good or holds up even to the original
0: Right, yeah, hundred percent. Like the most that I feel like you can do is you can just make it good, and even then, everybody's going to agree that like the original's a lot better. Like I right. rarely hear like Aladdin, for example. I thought it was a good movie. Like I thought the live action was fine. I think everybody played their role nicely. It was a good movie. I had a good time. But you're not beating out the classic Aladdin. There's no
1: way. Yeah, and people loved Will Smith's character, and right. I thought he did well in it. But like, still, like you're saying it. Comparing him to Robin Williams' performance of the genie is just—it's yeah. apples and oranges. And anyone that really says that they like the new one better, just—I think the youthfulness shows because,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the classical
1: Adams by far, better.
0: yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, so that's how I feel about these live-action movies. I just think they need to look at which ones are sensible, because yeah, for sure, then it'd be fine. Like, like, look at Beauty and the Beast. Like, yeah, the Beast would be like, you know, whatever. But actually, I've never seen the live action Beauty and the Beast. I can't really say anything about that one, but I heard it was good.
1: Yeah, it was solid. I like, I liked, I liked it. it. It it was fine. But again, like, I don't think it was as good as the original. Right.
0: Yeah. I just, as long as it's sensible, by all means, do it. But Little Mermaid did not make sense to me.
1: when. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I was a little surprised when that even got announced. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that yeah stupid
1: idiots yeah Anyway, and i mean our last movie topic that we talked about i think it's our last one we talked about fantastic four yeah some of the fan casts and and some like rumors that we've heard about fan casts
0: yeah so the one that i'm pissed off about is this whole new Reed Richards thing? I swear on everything. Yeah. If Adam Driver is Mister Fantastic, I'm not watching it. I will not go see that. I hate him. I don't like him. He's
1: you true. don't you don't want some good soup memes no. out of the movie?
0: <laughs> no, I don't.
2: <laughs>
0: he doesn't look like he fits the character at all, in my opinion. Like,
1: yeah, it would take a crazy overhaul for me to think he looks like a good Reed Richards.
0: Right, like. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that's stupid. Like, I'm not somebody who's gonna come out and say, like, oh, it should be John Krasinski. Like, he played that perfectly. I think he did a good job, but if he, like, I don't, I wouldn't care if it was somebody else, too. Like, I'm not rooting for John to be Mr. Fantastic. Like, but I think he'd do better than Adam sure. Driver. I, oh, yeah. The moment <laughs> I saw that post, cause Marvel put it out saying, like, he was one of the front runners for it and i'm not for it i'll write a hate letter to the headquarters
1: yeah it it seems i mean i'm i'm with you i don't think i'm as big on the hate train as you are (laughs) with adam driver i think like in movies that i've seen him in he's a adequate actor i think i think he could pull off a lot of different roles but i still think there's better candidates out there is is really what it comes down to
0: yeah like but I don't I,
1: I did see no, so, go ahead and finish your talk
0: oh I was just gonna <laughs> say I don't know who else is even who has been like even looked at for Mr. Fantastic besides John and Adam yeah. so right yeah
1: yeah it's I mean it's honestly I feel like at this point and I know a couple weeks ago we did that pop culture roundup podcast mm-hmm. uh, big shout out to, to Jonah over there but we we talked about who we would cast i think we both put the fantastic four in movies that we wanted to see made by marvel in the future and honestly like going through actors that i would want to see him play those characters it was so hard because marvel has used every freaking actor on the planet already (laughs) and half of them are in throwaway roles in like 10 minutes of one movie Like it's freaking ridiculous the monopoly that the MCU has on so many actors. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. I they've kind of dug themselves into a hole that way. Like now you have people saying Jaden Smith is the front runner to play Miles Morales now, and
2: (laughs) yeah,
0: that's dumb too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen like three Jaden Smith movies, and the only good one was when he was like five years old playing Will Smith's son in The Pursuit of Happiness. You don't like the karate kid? Not as much as Ralph Macchio's.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I hate it here. I wanna go home.
0: Classic. <laughs>
1: Who would Ooh. ever
0: go back to Jersey?
1: He's an dude, idiot. The best the best freaking part of that movie though is when he's on the planes trying to speak Chinese to the dude and the guy's like, I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> That scene cracks me up. No way. <laughs> that's comedy. <laughs> oh wow, my goodness. But yeah, no, I... Yeah. No Jaden Smith either. Yeah, so we're out on Jaden Smith. We're out on Adam Driver. Marvel, you got to do better with, with those things. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so what once, did you think of Margot Robbie yeah, as Sue Stone?
0: I actually like that pick. I think that's that's a cool idea to
1: explore.
0: Yeah. Like, I've seen fan edits of her in like one of the fantastic four suits Mm -hmm. it looks very fitting Mm -hmm. i i'm i would not be upset at all with her playing this role
1: i think she could do it really well like i haven't seen a ton of margot robbie movies i feel like i've seen the mainstream ones that everyone else has seen but um she feels like she has enough acting range to play that role pretty well absolutely And i don't know what her situation with harley quinn is like like, is that? I mean, I guess we'll find out after the flash how much of that all is gonna play out continuing. right? Um, like I thought she did pretty good as Harley Quinn. yeah, um and so I think like she has the characteristics to play that range of of like a superhero comic book character pretty well, right. But see
0: that that's where, like you also have to figure out actors, I feel like, because it's not just. Let's say Margot gets the part of sue Storm you, There's no way you're gonna convince me that her and Adam Driver are together it's they don't know like
1: <laughs> are, are you are you saying like chemistry wise or you think Adam driver's too unattractive to date Margot no. Robbins' character? <laughs> Oh my gosh, shots fired at Adam Driver, but that's okay.
2: <laughs>
0: also, I don't know how he'd look with short hair. I've only seen him with the long hair.
1: Yeah, that that's kind of what I was alluding to. Like he doesn't look like a Reed Richards, but I've also never seen him like clean-shaven with short hair. Right. So,
0: yeah, and like maybe maybe he could do a good job. Like I don't want to knock him completely. That just doesn't make me excited. Like, yeah, I, I don't know.
1: You keep I, freezing. I, I, what? You keep freezing. Yeah, so do you. So oh, okay. <laughs> hopefully this turns out okay. I don't know which one of us is going to be frozen. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think either of us is saying anything that important. So I, I don't think our – Our listeners are gonna care that. (laughs)
0: Probably not.
1: I think to sum up what we're both saying is Adam Driver, no. (laughs) Margot Robbie, yes. Yeah. Jaden Smith, no. No. And that's about as far as we've got.
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah. I haven't heard any news about like a casting for uh Johnny or the thing.
1: Yeah, me either.
0: So that'll be interesting
1: yeah i the other thing i feel like adam driver too is not he doesn't seem like such a young buck anymore like it, it feels like he's getting a little older but i guess you don't have to be that young player either. right yeah i mean i don't know we'll we'll see how it plays out when is i think that movie doesn't come out like so. yeah it's
0: it's down the road so i don't even think they're too necessarily worried about it right now
1: yeah and the amount of times i've heard like a Fan movie announcement like that that I've been super excited for, and then it doesn't ever get made, (laughs) right? Like I don't even know how high to get my hopes up right now until yeah, filmed the whole thing,
0: right? I'm just I'm just excited for a Fantastic Four film, and I just hope that it's good.
1: Yeah, I, I think they're definitely a group that has needed a good superhero reboot for sure. Right. Right. So I mean, I, I feel like that rounds out kind of the uh the movie news at least that we were talking about, but we did have a couple music topics we wanted to hit real quick, yeah, um did, did you listen to any singles this week that came out? Any yes it?
0: It? yeah, so I listened to the ones that uh you sent over. um I only there was only one that I didn't like from your list. And that was Young Thug's My Wrist. Yeats and Young Thug's My Wrist. That was stupid. That was a dumb song.
1: Yeah. I'm not the biggest Yeat fan to begin with. And even Young Thug, I feel like I have to take him in doses. And it had to be a moment when I really like him. Right. And neither of them sounded very good. No, they
0: all... Yeah, that track was
1: a disaster.
0: But I will say that somebody out-disastered them. And that's Kodak Black. He released the song... And that was a tragedy and a
1: half. Which song did you listen to? Because he had a whole project come out and I didn't even listen oh, to Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah. That's I listened sad. to the lead single off of it and I said, I don't think this album is going to be for me.
0: I listened to Gunsmoke Town.
1: Okay. I saw that that was like the one that a bunch of people had been streaming so far.
0: Yeah. Not good. At all. <laughs> he like tried to sing rap. He tried to do this melodic rap and it
1: sounded yeah. terrible
0: oh it was it was
1: a hard it was one. yeah the lead single I can't remember what it was called it was like no love for a thug or something I don't uh. know uh, anyways it it was a lot like that too and I'll be honest there's Kodak Black that I think he sounds really good on like he's a really unique yeah. voice right but yeah it was not a a, a good single and so oh. I didn't even listen to the album
0: <laughs> yeah no I didn't know this was an album nor will I listen to it because yeah I'm not huge on Kodak like that, but um, Juice 2 by Logic, I thoroughly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I it it felt like not old Logic like The Incredible True Story, but it was it was an older Logic vibe that I was getting, and I right. I really appreciated that. It's a shorter song, but I think it like with how long it is, it's it's a really good song in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think he performs pretty well on it. The only thing that like held me back from really loving it is I feel like I've heard and and honestly with even with his College Park album that just came out a little bit ago, I feel like I've heard better music from him continuously throughout his career and like
2: uh-huh, yeah.
1: They're they're solid songs, but I just I feel like he's done better before and it's not quite up to the quality, but I will say to his credit it does sound Like he's enjoying the music he's making a lot more, which makes it a lot better than some of what we got later in his career where it didn't sound like he was just kind of sounded like he was making music that he thought people wanted to hear Mm -hmm. instead of making music he enjoyed. And I will say it is really nice and refreshing that the last couple of years we've finally gotten him back making music that he actually really enjoyed.
2: Yeah, a
0: hundred percent. And I mean, like, I want to hear another concept album from him, like The Incredible True Story. I want to hear yeah, a I, I story agree. album from him because he yeah. did that beautifully. So
1: yeah, and and I feel like even when he did that, some artists when they do a great concept album like that that has like a continuous storyline, yeah, the music falters a lot, and a lot of The Incredible True Story or Everybody or even Under Pressure kind of has, yeah. or not Under Pressure, No Pressure has its moments like that, but like he continuously holds the music up to par throughout those albums. yeah but
0: yeah like like i said i i liked it a lot like i downloaded Mm -hmm. it i i enjoyed it especially because like you're right i there's definitely songs that he has that are a lot better with the same kind of vibe yeah but to hear a song like this now from him like it's a good little um what's the word it's a nice like change up to go back yeah. to like what he put out before that i really enjoyed sure. so it was nice yeah definitely. um another one that i listened to was i don't even know how to say this bossier bossier city kidnap victims by suicide boys
1: <laughs> is off their uh off their new ep they've released i can't remember the yin yang tape that's what it's called The like four. Heart project that they've been yeah like
0: I'll, I'll probably listen to the whole thing i i forgot that they were doing that but this yeah. was one of the songs that popped up on new music daily um mm-hmm. it wasn't bad but it didn't I, fit the song
1: yeah and and i think i i am not the biggest suicide boys connoisseur like i've kind of gotten into some of their newer stuff i think they've evolved a lot as a group right um but I do have some some friends that are pretty in the know and like pretty heavily invested in the group. I think that they're they're really good, right? Um, and I guess what they're kind of going for with this album is, or I guess it's a four part EP uh. project. I don't know why you want to categorize that as. I don't know why it wasn't just an album, but <laughs> um, it it's I guess a very a style that was very popular early in the '90s and late '80s, right? Um, where they kind of muffle down their vocals like that. Yeah. And I've really enjoyed where they've gone artistically and musically leading up to these four albums, and I feel like this was a big step back for them in terms of sound. Like, I yeah. just don't think that muffled down vocal mumbly style is necessarily suiting for what I think they're good at. Like, yeah, I think their vocal range has expanded drastically on "Sing Me, Sing Me a Lullaby" their last album.
2: Yeah,
0: like it was. It would have been really cool if that was like the intro where it was like muffled down. down. Right. Uh, vocals with heavier instrumentals and then it like took a switch with a beat drop and then like they went in i think it would have been yeah. really cool but i wasn't like it wasn't terrible like i'm not i'm not knocking it but it just yeah not something i'm gonna listen to because it's it's nothing to me really respect yeah
1: for sure yeah and they also had a track just come out on the fast 10 soundtrack. Mm. and it was like a normal track without that kind of muffled down 90s style vocals yeah and it was it was really good like i really enjoyed the song on the the soundtrack so i i do hope that this isn't their soul style going forward like i wouldn't mind if they did an intro track like that or like or something like you're saying but i do hope that they kind of get back to that evolution that they've been going through the last couple hours
0: agreed um Another one that I I have to disrespect heavily and I don't care which fan base comes at me at this point because it's trash. If anybody tries to tell me that Karma by Taylor Swift and Ice Spice is good, you have zero good opinion about music and you need to seriously rethink a lot of life decisions. That was one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it was a dread. So tra- it was I would rather listen to Gunsmoke Town another five times before ever like pushing play on Karma again. That was the worst little matchup I've ever seen put together. They it doesn't they feel something. like
1: it fits at all. It I doesn't didn't even listen to the song because it doesn't even feel like it fits.
0: I was i I was scrolling through and I was driving while scrolling through. Which don't drive and be on your phone, kids. But. Yeah, like I see Taylor Swift and Ice Spice. I said, "There's no way this is a real thing." It's a real thing. It's terrible, not good. Yeah, why it's out to the public beats me. Right. What are you doing, Taylor?
1: Yeah, it, I saw that it was coming out, and I, I mean, I listened to most of Midnight's when it came out, and I'm I'm a I'm, honestly, I would say I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Like I. Love 1989. I think that's mm-hmm. a fantastic pop album. I love early Taylor Swift's country stuff. I think she did really well there. Right. Um, this latest evolution of like post, I mean, she went through some phases, and then like they had the kind of folklore thing that she did, which I was okay with. Like I understand the style, yeah, concept of it. But then this latest midnight sound, I just not like. I think the only song I downloaded from that album is the Snake Hips remix of Lavender Haze, and it's just because of the production. Like, I just think Snake Hips remixed it really, really well. (laughs) It sounds like a great Snake Hips song and a terrible Taylor Swift song, so that's the only song I've downloaded from that album. I'm I'm just not the biggest fan of it, and so I didn't even want to listen to her and Ice Spice, who I also think is one of the most soulless vocalists to come out of the last year. Like, she has is no solider vocals man it's just terrible yeah, i
0: stupid, stupid. <laughs> we're, we're going to probably get hate for that one but at yeah, this probably. point i don't care yeah. i've already been controversial with beyonce i'll bring in taylor to the situation too i don't care <laughs> Dude,
1: i so i wrote like an op-ed article about um taylor swift versus kanye west and their musical impact and yeah I haven't I had no idea how fiery so many people were about Taylor Swift like I knew she had a loyal fan following but like I didn't even diss Taylor Swift I was just like I think Kanye's done this musically and like it's impacted the genres this way whereas Taylor Swift hasn't really done this or this and they were like how can you even say that like <laughs> Kanye is such a terrible person and Taylor is like the golden child of America. She is the best thing to happen to American music. And I was like, Taylor Swift's a great person. Like, I'm not arguing with you on the contents of their character. I just think, like, mm-hmm. musically, she hasn't done that much to change yeah. the genres or like adapt the music world around her. So,
0: That's comedy. Oh, I hope this one blows up when I could <laughs> everything. That would be great. <laughs> I want to respond to everyone. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Um another one that you sent that was different I enjoyed definitely different was uh Happy People with um ex ambassadors Teddy Swims and Jack Ross Yeah solid song I I want to say I downloaded it it's a very different vibe than what I'm used to um right. but overall as a song it was it was nice
1: yeah, I really like that one too. I'll be honest. I think that was my favorite of the singles that I heard come out this week. Yeah. And I I think the direction, like you said, is different than a lot of what is in the mainstream right now. Mm-hmm. My only criticism of the song is that it was super repetitive after like two minutes. Right. Like if the song was two and a half minutes, it would have been golden. But the fact that it's almost five minutes long and it feels like the same thing over and over again just gets really repetitive. Yeah. So I think it could have been a lot better shortened down a bit.
0: Agreed. Um another one that I found and actually enjoyed was One Republic came out with a song Runaway. Don't know if you heard it, but it like for what it is, it's solid. For what One Republic has done lately, it's different. Mm. And it I always like seeing people come back. So, like One Republic being one of those bands that like I kind of grew up on in middle school sure. to like come up with something now is is cool. Kind of the same thing with Happy People. It is a little repetitive, mm. but the chorus is what makes the song it's not great, it's not terrible, it's it's good. Mm-hmm. but very repetitive. The course is really the only thing that it's got going on for it. Gotcha. Enjoyable.
1: How about that new Dua Lipa track?
0: Just about to bring that up. I didn't know that was a part of the Barbie movie.
1: Is it I, really? I didn't either. Yeah. I just no, saw it, that it had come out. Yeah, I saw it. Makes it sense then, now that I'm thinking about
0: it. <laughs> right. I looked at my phone after like once it came on and the cover art is like the, the Barbie logo and everything. So I was like, oh, shoot. Didn't even realize...
1: Obviously. Yeah, but it, it was cool. We're not very wise, if anybody's listening to this. We're not the, the sharpest tools in the
0: <laughs> Literally not. I mean, it's not a movie that looks good, so...
1: So you're telling me you're seeing Oppenheimer opening weekend instead of Barbie? I didn't... That Yes. Same day they come out. That's
0: know. crazy. That's... Anyways...
1: So fans, you know where you can find Jaden at the movies on... <laughs> july whatever when those both come out
0: yeah no i saw a trailer for barbie and it was out of pocket and i was like this is stupid it's corny (laughs) i'm not watching this this is stupid
1: yeah again i don't know that the demographic they're appealing to is necessarily us but
0: yeah probably not (laughs) i'd hope
1: not (laughs) i hope not at least (laughs)
0: um but nonetheless, i thought the song was fun it was like a good little party song like nothing crazy super summery kind of fun song i saw I, yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed it
1: right like i feel like and especially now that you bring up and i'm realizing that it definitely is a barbie movie soundtrack song like it's very fitting i think right but like you said it's just i feel like it's a lot of what we've gotten from her it's kind of up to par with what i feel like i've come to expect from her kind of upbeat right. dancey kind of stuff um so i feel it was solid
0: right but yeah, so those those were kind of the singles of the week that like stood out, whether they were good or Taylor Swift uh, and i Spice. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Before we get into the album, do you want to go through this week's of what we've kind of been listening to?
1: Uh, yeah, before I just remembered, I yeah. saw on Instagram this week, one of them I just saw today, and then the other one I saw a few days ago. So, MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, announced a new song and played a little snippet on Instagram, uh. and it's a rap track. So, I know you and I have both, like, more or less enjoyed some of his pop punk stuff. How do you feel about him going back to kind of his rap sound route? So,
0: you heard my opinion on him before this whole pop punk thing yeah. and how I hated him immensely. <laughs> <laughs> then after hearing his two projects, both mainstream sellout and tickets to my downfall, um you sent me a what would you call that? It was listening throughout his like album, but he was telling like a story with it. It was one of his uh rap albums.
1: Um, was it Hotel Diablo?
0: Yeah. And he was kind of like his
1: rap album right before he went pop punk.
0: Yeah. And it was like he was telling somebody a story about it. Like, and then throughout this interview kind of thing, he would like a song would play. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I sent you the interview for Hotel Diablo that he did with Zane Lowe.
0: Yeah. So, so I gave that a chance. And now I have some of those songs. Yeah. In- catalog like he's not as bad as i made him out to be and that was me being a huge eminem fan and so him (laughs) like starting a beef i was just like man this dude's an idiot and trash Mm -hmm. i i won't say that anymore just because i actually do like his music um i don't think he's the greatest rapper like i don't think he's huge when it comes to rap but he's good like i'll I'll give him respect when respect is due so to hear that i'm not gonna say i'm excited i'll listen to it and everything but in no means am i excited for it right yeah i I... sorry
1: no go go ahead oh
0: mainly just because like i've i've liked hearing him play with live instruments like i like hearing him play the guitar and work in that yeah. aspect. So I don't know how much of that he'll incorporate with this rap track. So
1: right. Yeah. So I'm I'm with you. Like I think that he's for sure an over hated hip hop artist. Right. Um, but I would not at all say that he's underrated. Like I don't think he's right. by any stretch the best rapper or even necessarily a great rapper, though I do think he has some decent moments. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, listening to his recent freestyles, even, and, like, he did a feature on the last ESTG record, Mm. um, I think he for sure deserves some props at times when it comes to rap. And so I am curious. Like, I guess that's the best way to to describe my anticipation. It's just curious. Like, I really don't know what I'm going to get out
0: of it. Right. I think when he um, released the... Quarantine music, mm-hmm. I was. That's what got me hyped. Like I thoroughly enjoyed those songs, and so if it's yeah. anything in that manner, I think it could go very well. Um, right. But yeah, I think I'm. I'm with you. I'm more curious than anything. Not excited. Not like, oh, this is gonna be trash. Just more so curious.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then in that same breath, before we jump into these reviews, I. Just saw today that um, not you, Jaden, but Jaden <laughs> hostler Jx Jxdn is how it's stylized. Um, he just announced a new song. Let me see if I can pull up the title here real quick. Um, Elevated Heartbreak uh, is coming out. I don't remember what day. I think it's in a couple of weeks. But
2: okay, and that's a single. Um, he,
1: yeah, it's a single. He's okay. I mean, he's a guy that I've really come to appreciate as a pop punk artist over the last few years. I think he for sure isn't necessarily the most musically talented, but being on Travis Barker's record label, I feel like helps him out a lot.
2: And I feel
1: like he gets that production from there. And his vocals... Oh, sorry, I don't know if my mic is making weird noises on your end, but um, he's, uh, he's for sure... Proven that he's capable of decent moments on his oh, album, yeah. and I've I've really enjoyed a lot of this stuff.
0: Yeah, when we first saw him out of nowhere for Machine yeah. Gun Opener, like mm-hmm. he was, you could tell at least me, like you could tell he was doing this because he loves this. Like you could tell, oh, he yeah, love for this music, and he thoroughly sure. enjoyed being on stage performing what he had. Right. And, so that's kind of the energy I expect from his music. Cause um Tell Me About Tomorrow is honestly one of my favorite albums, like to date. I love that album so much. I think all almost all the way through it's a great track list. Um mm-hmm. and I find myself listening to that very frequently. So yeah, and you have a couple of his singles that came out after, and I'm not gonna say they were great. The only one that like I could say is that good along with his album was sober. Um, Another Mm -hmm. song that I thoroughly enjoy and will still listen to very frequently. Um, And then what was his more recent one? Is it called friends with benefits? Yeah. Yeah. That decent song. Like it's, it's not terrible. It's not, it's not great. It's not like the others, right? but it's good. So Mm -hmm. yeah, like kind of like you, I've come to love him and his sound um and it's cool to see people closer to our age do things like this mm-hmm. because i mean for me in an in an artist standpoint like it gives me hope like okay like i'm seeing people my age do it i right. can do it too. that so it, it's yeah, yeah, it's a little thing
1: yeah and from what i understand about him is i think he got famous initially on tiktok and not yeah. for his music i think he just became a famous tiktoker oh, and God. then he at his show is when i found this out but he said he was at a juice world concert mm. when he realized he wanted to pursue music wow and so like if you follow him on any social media now he has totally totally thrown away that um hold he's totally thrown away that tiktok persona like he's yeah. just a musician now and i think he does it, he loves it like, so.
0: yeah it's uh, i enjoyed he's one yeah. of my favorite live performers honestly like even as an opener for mgk like right he killed it
1: yeah he's got so much energy on the stage it's super yeah here.
0: so i hope like the bigger he gets because that's all i really see for his future is he'll only get bigger if he keeps this uh if he keeps this up so i just kind of hope that the fame doesn't kind of take over and he becomes less of an entertainer and a performer. I hope he right. just kind of, kind of like how J Cole was when we saw him. I hope he keeps that kind of energy.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think, I think he's got a lot of that in the tank. I just, like you said, I think he, I hope he sticks with it yeah. and continues to try to improve and not just like be content with kind of where he's at because right. I think he's capable of that improvement. think Mike's having a spaz, hopefully, this isn't that bad on the recording, but um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm excited to hear what he comes up with on this one, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm always happy to hear when he has more music coming out,
1: yeah,
0: yeah,
1: but yeah. I mean, let's let's jump into these tracks that we've been listening to this week. So, for me, there was only a couple that I found myself really coming back to a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is a track called Thunderdome um by portugal the man um featuring black thought and it's a super cool alt um i want to say i guess it's kind of funk alt funk rock kind of vibe and then black thought obviously from the roots um delivers a rap feature on it and it's just a super groovy vibey song that i found myself listening to a lot and i think it's uh really well executed there's a ton of variety. Like I said, like you wouldn't think that Black Thought necessarily fits that kind of mold of that song or whatever with how kind of alt funk pop it is, but he sounds really good on it, I think. And the song is is super enjoyable to listen to. Um, the other one that I found myself listening to a lot was Kino Noir by IDK uh, off his last album at 65. Mm. I listened to a good amount of F65, and this was the only track that I really thought he executed super well. There was a lot of really good ideas and concepts on the album that were just very half-baked, it felt like. But this one was a song that I found myself really enjoying and really vibing to. I think he put it together really, really well yeah. with the features on it. Um, the last song that I've been coming back to a fair bit is off of Fast 10 Soundtrack. And it's My City by 24 Golden and G Herbo. And it features Kane Brown, um, who's the country singer um, that does a lot of pop country. But on this, he actually delivers like a little bit of a rap feature. Oh,
2: wow. And
1: it, I will say, it does feel very slightly out of place. Like it feels odd kind of hearing that collective of of those three because they don't really seem like they would fit that well together. But it's the songs kind of at the edge of all of their limits, but in different directions. So, like, it's very rap for Twenty Four K Golden, yeah. But it's or er, yeah, and then it's very like rap for Ain Brown, yeah. <clears throat> but then it's like very pop in, compared to what G Herbo's done in the past. So it's like it's oh. cool because it's kind of at the edge of all of their limitations, and they all kind of reach that limit together to make it a pretty good song. So I found myself coming back to that one a fair amount,
0: but I will have to listen to two of those. You showed me the um the one with IDK. You showed me that one, yeah, yeah. I have to I have to listen to that. That sounds interesting.
2: Um, So,
0: what I've been coming back to is Bieber's Justice album. It's bro. It's actually so good. Like. it's so good i listen to them so frequently now like three off of uh it's all the ones that i downloaded that i thoroughly enjoy but uh i'll just say two of them even though i want to say all of the ones i'll only put two i really like um off my face which is just him no feature um Super good vocals. I, I like Bieber's music, like it's just good yeah. music. I, I don't know if we're still at that state where people are like, oh no, bieber's for girls or stuff like that. <laughs> but <laughs> I have zero shame in saying that I love this album. Yeah. Um, the other one that I really like, and I listened to it on the way back up um from Vegas is I Can't Be Myself featuring Jaden Smith. Um super good song uh very mellow uh Jaden actually sounds really good on it um but yeah so those are two songs off of that album that I've been listening to a lot and then oh, then another um kind of project I've been listening to it hasn't really been like singles I've kind of been listening to these two albums um is in loving memory by Black Bear um mm. its for me it's it's cool cuz it's not just him rapping it's it's more of that pop punk feel and I think Black Bear is a perfect artist to do that um so I was really happy when he made this project and when I actually listened to it but two songs off of that one that I really like are um I don't love me and dead inside which both are it's one and two off of the the project I don't know if it's a if you consider it a an album,
2: like,
0: an EP, whatever it is. But those are the first two tracks. But I think they were very well executed. I think the lyrics are super vibey. And he still gives that same energy of um, <clears throat> upbeat instrumentals, but like sadder lyrics. That's right. just who he is. But it's it's a vibe. and So yeah, those are probably like the four that I've been listening to the most this past week.
1: Super cool. Yeah, I, I feel like I've come back to both of those a fair amount. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked Lifetime off of Justice um, by JB and uh, Unstable that he did with the Kid Leroy. I yeah. Think the Kid Leroy's feature on that, for me, is probably the highlight of the album, which may be a hot take. To <laughs> to be, but I think he kills it on there. And then that Black Bear album, for sure, super underrated. I oh, think. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. do you want to jump into this, uh, this little Dirk record? Yeah, <laughs> you don't sound excited about that oh, one, bro. Oh, man. Oh. So, I mean, to preface this, we both really, really liked All My Life with J. Yeah. Cole. That's yeah, the only single off the album, right? But i I, I sense that we have a similar take on how the album.
0: Yeah, it tricked me. All my life tricked me.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I after hearing that I now I understand why he uh made that one the single and none of the other ones cuz one? that's clickbait. Um All my life is the best song on the album. Oh yeah. I understand where he, I don't want to say it's trash, but it is. Like I understand like the whole idea with almost healed there are times where like he's talking about that aspect where he's like trying to heal himself like trying to be better talking about his problems and what's going on in his life but then you get these other songs that don't talk about that whatsoever they're just kind of like songs with these random features that maybe okay random to me I, I i don't listen to these people like hold on let me let me pull some of these dudes up you don't,
1: you don't listen to Rob 49 frequently. No, who
0: is that? Who is a Rob 49? And who is Chief, Chief Woop? <laughs> I don't know these people. Oh. Um, I thought I thought um having Alicia Keys as like his therapist was a cool touch. I kind of wish she was put out more throughout the album if you're gonna use her. Right. Kind of like right. Morgan Freeman on um what was the album? What is that one called? Savage Mode. Yeah. Like do something like that. Cause I, I thought that was a yeah. cool thing to do. I thought, yeah, it's not a song with Alicia, which I thought would have been an interesting thing to do. Right. But even to just bring her in, I I got kind of intrigued and um a little excited when I first heard that. I was like, Oh, okay, yeah. like what are we gonna get out of this? But For then sure. that's the only thing we hear on, and yeah, like I said, it's it was very underwhelming, kind of going into it with excitement, especially because you have you have features in Future, 21 Savage, Kodak, Juice, and Morgan Wallen, which you, you'd hear those people and you're like, oh, okay, like at least it those names. are going to be good, right? Yeah. No. no. The only good right. song beside, in my opinion – besides all my life i the only other one i downloaded was stand by me with morgan wallen and it was yep. because of morgan wallen i didn't download <laughs> it or little dirk morgan killed that song um yeah i was disappointed <laughs> <again> with <laughs> with and i'm i know i'll get hate for this because juice world fans are also on that super high level of love right. for juice it yep. wasn't it wasn't a good song like it until Juice World comes back to life, I doubt that there will be good songs from Juice World's um, team. Just because it doesn't feel like the same quality of music as we got when he was here. So that's one of my opinions. Maybe that's a hot take to a lot of other people, but it feels necessary to say. Um. I don't no, know what I, I was expecting from Kodak but that song was trash.
1: Yeah, no, I I will I think there's two things you said that are very poignant about the album. I think the best way to describe this album is clickbait. Yeah. Like yeah. All my life maybe one of the best songs I've heard come out this year. Like oh. no lie. Yeah. Both of them are fantastic on. Absolutely. Even the Morgan Wallen song Stand by Me is a great song. You look at this track list with those names like you're saying, the whole thing feels like, like like going into what you'd expect of this quality of an album with that quality of a single, you'd think it's going to be fantastic. Right. And underwhelming, the second thing that you said, is the best way that I felt like to describe this thing. I feel like, and this is what I was saying last episode about Lil Dirk, is I've heard greatness from him But I've not heard consistent greatness from him. I think that is where he severely lacks. And there's moments throughout the album where he is doing really well vocally. Like vocally, he sounds good. The bars are pretty good. And then literally in the next song or even in the next verse or even in the next line, it just falls flat on its face. And it fails to live up to whatever he was just doing before. And so I'm with I think incorporating Alicia Keys in a bigger role like throughout that album kind of like Morgan Freeman did with uh, Metro Boomin or with Twenty One Savage or even what Jim Carrey did on The Weekends last record right. I think that was a really cool idea that he didn't necessarily utilize to its full potential and I think I mean this album is 21 songs and mm-hmm. 57 yeah. minutes long
2: right. so
1: I. 20 songs you don't count that intro with Alicia Keys but I think he says a whole lot of not very much throughout the album like the track with 21 Savage which I or I mean with uh J. Cole which is I think it's the second real song on the album opens up with this yeah. idea of, like J. Cole says when he's starting out like uh Durkio, he told me he's been on some positive stuff like you know, and the title almost feels like it, it's alluding to all this trauma and this pain, and even Alicia Keys's intro alludes to all of that, right? And like working through that, and then like five tracks later, he's like dissing other rappers who cry when their homie gets shot. Like it yeah. feels so out of place, and it feels like I don't know, I don't know if it lacks maturity, if if that's what I'm wanting to say, but it feels very out of place throughout the album. Like there's some of those mellow songs where it's like working through your pain working through stuff working through stuff that's going on losing your friends going through all this pain or trauma or whatever and overcoming it to get to a better spot and then the next song is like i don't know even the future song which i didn't even mind like i thought it was decent he's like like they're just talking about how much jewelry they have i'm like is that really the way you work through your trauma like you're just buying diamonds is that the the best way to cope i feel like everybody says the opposite
2: right right Yeah,
0: it's just unfortunate because I was because and I'm like, I'm very serious. Like because of all my life, not even because of J. Cole, like Lil Durk really did do a solid job on that song, too. Right, I was very prepared to put this in like my top three of the year
1: oh yeah, yeah very
0: yeah. very prepared and very very accepting about that and then yeah. when i had the therapy session i was like this is it like this is a cool way I to agree. start this uh album and then you get to Peleco, and i'm like uh, i'm like
1: okay maybe this is one this like
0: right yeah, yeah doesn't like,
1: fit the vibe. maybe he's gonna come back with something like right. all my life next i know we're gonna yeah
0: get to this yeah happen. and i i i wish i didn't skip that after listening to the whole thing. Cause maybe then I would have enjoyed the album a little bit, but no, I already heard it. So I skipped it. And then, yeah, then it's like three songs with him. And then this chief Wook Wook dude. And I'm like, okay, these aren't very good. And then it has future. And I didn't like it. I'm not huge on future though. Sometimes he's good. I'm, I'm not huge on him, but then you got two more songs where it's like, just kind of whatever in sad songs. And before, Mayer? Bajar? I don't even know how to say that word. <laughs> and then I was, I was excited for Twenty One Savage because I feel like lately he's been solid on his features. And like, yeah, that song sucked. Um, yeah, this just, oh, uh, it's
2: <laughs> I was frustrating. Very,
0: yeah, because I wanted it to be so good, and it had the potential to do so. You have Correct. the big names. It's. And this is a huge, for some reason, this kind of um, topic has been huge for every artist. I feel like I've been hearing these healing projects for the last couple months now. You hear it in 12 Carat Toothache. You hear it in Big Morales and Big Steppers. Um, You hear it in Jackman a little bit too. Like, so it's a very big topic. And I feel like even in Jackman, even though that's like, we both agree that that album's not very good, I still feel like all three of those albums are way better than what this is now. Like this could have been on a level with them, but fell flat on its face.
1: Yeah. So I, I feel like I there was know. there were so many moments on the album. Like I mean, we kind of talked about this already, but like even Big Dog, like that with the song with Chief Loop that you were talking about. I don't know yeah. if that's how you say it, but
2: we're just I don't of- either.
1: But when I heard the intro and the instrumental, I was like, oh, like. You might be going for some, like, Jesus kind of sound here, right. or, like, with that kind of stuff. And then, like, the song was just booty. Like, it was so bad. Yeah. It, both of them just failed to execute on everything.
0: Bro, okay, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's that song. Um, I don't know if you followed along with the lyrics. I tried to. But you know how they go back and forth? Yeah. It wasn't on beat. They were <laughs> off. <laughs>
1: Like, <laughs> Dude, yeah, honestly, that, that is one of the like that may be the biggest criticism I have technically of Lil Dirt's music. Is he, I don't know what he's trying to do. Like, half of the album sounds like he's trying to do this emo rap Juice World XXX Tentacion sound, and then the other half is just him scream rapping like he's, I don't know, trying to be 2016 Eminem and then the other half is like him singing this falsetto-y stuff like he's like and then it like drops into this massively deep bass with no like like this massively deep vocal switch into this such low vocal tone he's just like, and like he's like just jumping back and forth between those two extremes And i'm like this doesn't sound good like if you're gonna try to sing at least like i don't mind hitting high notes and hitting low notes but like right. have some flow to it it's just like super up high and then it just drops to the floor like the lowest vocal tone you can go to and it has nothing to do with like instrumental or any yeah. beat switch or anything he just changes it out of nowhere
2: yeah
0: i think if he would have built an album around the the vibe and idea of all my life it would have been an instant hit
1: yeah i agree i think I think with you, the only song that I actually kept was the Morgan Wall on track. Yeah. And honestly, that and All My Life, for the most part, don't sound like they fit on the album.
2: Like, no, they, they, they don't match the tone of the rest of, of the album.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah for real. I, I'm i just, uh, yeah, I'm very disappointed because I, I listened to it. I listened to some of it um, yesterday when I was telling you. And then I listened to a majority of it today and yeah. yeah like the only thing i can keep saying is just i was super disappointed because he sounds so yeah. good all my life like even with right. him singing along with the course, like all my life uh, like those were yeah. good clothes it was good. like yeah it was auto-tuned but even the auto-tune sounded good it didn't sound yeah over auto-tuned under it sounded good right should have kept the, that kind of a style because you do the same thing with morgan wallen you have that kind of vibe right so yeah yeah that album was upsetting
1: yeah so i mean i don't know how much more i have to say about it. i feel like we've that's, covered that's- a ton of it but i will say i uh what was most disappointing to me is even within songs i felt like there was moments where i was like wanting to get into the song like really wanting to enjoy the song like i was like okay this is building to something this is going pretty well and then as soon as i think that he switches it into something terrible and i was like "Ah, it's it was such a frustrating listen because i like you i think i wanted also to say that this was going to be his best project that this was going to be something that i would put in my top albums of the year and it just i felt like it fell so hard compared to what i
0: expected. yeah I literally felt the exact same way today. I was at a park. I just like was waiting for my homie to text me. And I don't remember which, it was close to the end of the album. And I was like, dude, I gotta like one of these songs. Like maybe, maybe I'm doing like doing too much and I'm being too critical. Let me like, so I kind of start bobbing my head to the beat, trying to get myself into it. And I'm just like, no. And I just stop it. Yeah. It,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, it was frustrating. I think. I think that's where we're both at with it. But what would you? What would you say you'd give this album out of ten? A four. Really. I would say
0: five, because even though the project sucked, or maybe it's just not my type of music. I don't know, but the two tracks that i did enjoy i really enjoyed and then i thought the idea of bringing alicia keys on was a really good idea now you could have implemented it more but even just having her like as that intro is is a cool idea like i'm not knocking whatsoever. the production was solid on on a good majority i'll give him that too not a whole lot of different experimental it was it was pretty much the same through a lot of them but even the beats were good but he just did not execute lyrically vocally song wise concept wise topic wise Yeah. so uh, i think the highest i would go is like a five
1: yeah i i would agree with a lot of what you said i do think that the production of the album is adequate to say the least I've heard far worse produced albums than this album and this album does have good moments Mm. and obviously we've covered that it doesn't have its good moments but I I think I would give it if if we're just like basing this on a scale of 10 and it's a spectrum and like five is the threshold where you say you enjoy it I would say it's right around that I think it's, I would say a five, maybe a five and a half because I do have a lot of respect for what Lil Durk is doing in terms of that he, as far as vocal rappers go, he's one of the few vocal rappers who also incorporates good lyrics in a lot of his work. And like, you can tell that lyricism is important to him and what he's talking about and storytelling and all of those kinds of things Like he values the traits that lyrical rappers value but he also values the innovation and soundscape of vocal rap and and kind of cloud rap and those kinds of things right so i would say just based on that i would maybe give it a five out
0: of ten yeah makes sense all right so the last thing that we got um to talk about is uh the new movie that came out couple weeks ago something like i that. think it was two weeks yeah. yeah air um the biopic of the nike shoe and trying to get jordan and where they came from and everything um what are your thoughts on this movie dude
1: i'll be honest i was super impressed with it like like for real i think um as far as like ah, it's I, I know the movie world now is so much about the streaming platforms and there's been so many just HBO releases or Amazon releases or Netflix releases, but realistically I'm trying to think of another um, like streaming platform production that was better than this movie. And
2: yeah.
1: I'm having a hard time thinking of one because I thought it was really good. I mean, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon obviously are, are, capable and talented uh, filmmakers and actors and Viola Davis does a great job playing Jordan's mother in the movie, but I thought it was really cool and a really interesting view of the story. Cause it's not really about Michael Jordan at all. Like it is in that they're trying to get him to sign. Right. But it's, it's all about uh, Sonny who's Matt Damon's character. That um, is a marketing guy for Nike and Phil Knight. Ben Affleck's character and them trying to get the Jordans on board to come sign with Nike when he gets drafted. And it's not like, like I think Michael Jordan says three words in the movie and it's on the phone. Like you don't even see him at all in the movie.
0: Yeah. Like it does not show his face. Like the most it does is like show him walking behind his mom and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, I really like that because I think if you wanted to make a really interesting movie, about jordan you could the man's life was interesting enough that you could make a good biopic about him and i'm sure at some point we'll get one right um like we already had the last dance docuseries which everybody loved and was really good but i thought it was really cool to see the story from other people's perspectives Mm -hmm. um and like i don't know the characters they played them so well i don't know that i've ever seen ben affleck play such a quirky weird character like that yeah. Phil Knight guy I've read I've read some of Phil Knight's autobiography and he's kind of like an odd soul like that. And they show the picture at the end of like Phil Knight actually sitting with his feet up on the desk with no shoes on. Okay. And he just seems like that kind of quirky weird granola dude. And I Ben Affleck plays him so well. Like I don't yeah. know that I have seen him play a role like that, but it was really well executed. Right.
0: What would you rate it out of 10?
1: i'm trying to think so what did we give guardians i think i gave it a seven and a half
0: yeah you gave it a seven and a half i gave it an eight
1: okay i would give i would give this movie an eight that's valid yeah how about you what did you think of it
0: i thoroughly enjoyed it because kind of like saying it's not a michael jordan story it's yeah yeah they're trying to get him But it's, man, how are we going to lock down and actually, like, get him on board when all of these other shoe companies are way better than us in every aspect? Yeah. Matt Damon might be one of my favorite actors. (laughs) Hands down. Granted, I don't know very many actors. So it's good that his name is easy to remember. Right. Uh, But I love Matt Damon. I think... I think with a lot of his lines, they were very like inspirational to like a lot of people. Like it didn't even just have to be if you're like a sneakerhead or or an athlete. No, just like especially when they were spoilers, if you haven't seen or anything, but like when they're in the interview, um trying to close, well, not close, but trying to like persuade, and he just kind of throws everything out of out of the room and just goes in to like tell him the absolute truth. I thought it was super cool to like throw in a lot of Michael's like background. Cause that's exactly, you know, what happened. we see that in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it was super cool how like they didn't care about like the regulations of the NBA at this point, they were like, we will do anything <laughs> to get this player because we know that if we get this person, then the company will be bigger than we could have ever imagined
2: and even yeah. to take
0: a risk on giving jordan that equity and that revenue off of every single shoe that sold with him his name on it taking that kind of a risk was huge because yeah. like um at the end of the movie when um phil knight he's like man it's gonna be crazy because now that we did this every player is gonna want to do something like that and yeah, it's true. Like we that's see, that's
1: the time we live in now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was a really cool movie. It wasn't like crazy in plot. It wasn't anything we weren't expecting. We're living past that time. We know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, but we it- know the Jordan one exists. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you were shocked at any point in that movie, you're an idiot. Respectfully. Yeah. Like yeah it was just cool to see the whole background of nike because me personally i didn't know that they were known for running shoes i didn't know that's how they kind of like started out that they weren't that they were on the brink of not doing basketball at all so yeah like that is nuts
1: right and i mean like personally i knew that nike was more like started out as more of a running shoe just from reading phil knight's autobiography like i said but I was also very surprised. Like I had no idea that Nike was so far behind in the basketball shoe world. Cause obviously everybody wore condors, you know, for a long time in the NBA uh, from Bill Russell, the bird and magic and all those guys. And, And I mean, we know Adidas is big still, like a lot of guys sign with Adidas now, and then you've got your Under Armour guys and you know, whoever else now that's, that's signing with everybody else. But I thought that like, once nike as a company made it big which is like they've already made it big in the movie as a shoe company but i thought once they had made that point that they were the big shoe company in the nba yeah but i mean that that whole plot line revolutionized the shoe world like they got charles from that charles barkley after Mm -hmm. jordan signed and i mean now they have like i'm i would bet that more than Two thirds of the NBA wears Nike shoes now. Absolutely. Regardless of whether they have a shoe deal or not. They yeah. they probably wear Nike.
0: And you have what, two of the greatest players of all times in Jordan and LeBron on lifetime deals? Like Yeah. Yeah. So I mean you
1: got you got three if you count Kobe's.
0: Right. Did they did they end up signing that? Like, is it lifetime? I think deal?
1: Vanessa signed a lifetime okay. deal okay. from what I heard. But okay but then yeah even then yeah.
0: The world, like yeah so to see them go from the last person you'd want to sign with and like a running shoe company into the biggest shoe company we have today is ridiculous
1: yeah yeah I mean and I I think about how I mean it it did revolutionize the sneaker game like nobody yeah. had their own shoe no I loved what meant when Matt Damon told Viola Davis who plays Jordan's mom to ask Converse how they're going to make him stand yeah. out yeah and they basically said well you're going to be mentioned with the same names of the greats that wear our shoe So right. meaning like he's nothing special like he's just going right. to be like every other Converse guy and I think I mean granted like we didn't grow up in this time we didn't grow up in the the 80s or 90s but like my dad, like our parent, like our parents did. My dad was a kid and grew yeah. up when Jordan was getting drafted, and he said that his favorite Christmas growing up was the year that he got a pair of the Jordan ones, oh, like yeah? when they came out. He was like, like he remembers back, and he's like, that was for sure my favorite Christmas, just because of what the sneaker meant and what, like. Every like all those commercials, be like Mike, like how everybody wanted the shoe because it made you feel like Michael Jordan. There's that, I mean, there's even a Macklemore song about it, Wings off of his highest album, where he's like, everybody wanted the Jordans to be like Mike. Like that was, it became so much more than just like a basketball shoe or like a performance shoe. It was like you became something, like you wanted to become something bigger because of it.
0: Right. One of my favorite lines from the movie was, um, Well, uh, okay, I don't know who the other character, what his name was, Um, the dude with the long hair. Mm -hmm. So both when he and Matt were saying, like, it's not what, like, it's not, like, a shoe's a shoe until somebody steps into it, and that's what the shoe is, like, you. So did he, like, obviously that's more going to be audience to athletes and rightfully so it's it's a basketball shoe like that's what it's meant for but even just here, that's that's a super cool thing to think about like it really does bring meaning into something that a lot of people would say is like in just some in an inanimate object so yeah it's things like that that are like cool to see and like will hit home for me for most of the time because it's like yeah right like that's that's 100 percent true like it's not something that's just on your feet. It's not just like another clothing thing for a lot of people. It's like, this makes me who I want to
2: be.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, I mean, it's a super, um, what I liked about it is how engaging the movie was and how interesting it was to follow for what could very easily be a very boring storyline. Yeah. Like, there's no action in it. There's some comedy, but there's no like, I, I mean, I guess there's drama, but it's not like suspenseful per se. Because, yeah. like you said, we know what's going to happen. We all know the Jordan shoe line was a success and that Air <laughs> Jordan is one of the biggest sports brands in the world now. Yeah. But we like watching the movie, it was engaging the whole time. Like I was following it and like it never really made me lose interest throughout the runtime.
0: Yeah. I think it was so i would agree with you i I would put that movie at an eight um i just think it was very well executed i think the story um was great and to think that this was just a another streaming platforms movie go right theaters and be that good is remarkable um and so right now just because i i can't think of very many movies i've even seen this year or have like came out this year but like as of right now that's probably my front runner of movie of the year would be
1: that i would agree i'd have to look back to like confirm that but i would agree it's for sure up there for me it was just it was such a uh i guess different movie than what i feel like i've become accustomed to seeing like right i know we talked about oppenheimer last week and kind of how we're looking forward to that because it's such a different style of biopic yeah and i feel like this was similar like it wasn't just a famous person's story but it was like i don't know there was so much that had to come together to get that to work right and there's so much of the story that i feel like we as the public didn't fully know or at least fully appreciate before that right even when they're saying uh, right, I think the one of the last lines of the movies when Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are talking about the deal that they just made mm. and how Jordan's going to get equity in the deal which was unheard of at the time and they were saying well if you know if it flops what's the worst that can happen like what's the most anyone's sh- sold in basketball shoes yeah, in like a year three million dollars yeah. and then it says like the next line is like in its first year the Jordan one sold 162 million dollars in yeah. revenue like 160 million dollars more than had ever been sold on a basketball shoe in history in its first year yeah like that was it was so cool to just I mean it's inspirational like to watch that and to see it all happen um it was super cool to see the principles of Nike the company like kind of shown throughout the movie on their business and like how they attack that and especially when Ben Affleck kind of backs Matt Damon at the end after he kind of feels throughout the movie, like this CEO that isn't really signing off and agreeing on it. Right. And he's kind of holding back because he doesn't want to upset the board of directors, but then he backs him. And like this company was built on taking risks and that's what we're going to do right now. And yeah. realistically, I mean, you could argue a few things, but that may have been the best business decision that Nike ever made. If not one of the best business decisions, a sports company's ever made.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, and I think that turning point wasn't it wasn't even when he like went on, you know, how he's like, oh, like, what made you change your mind? Like, oh, I went on a run. No, it was <laughs> like you could tell the moment he saw Matt putting in that work, like realizing, oh, this dude just stayed like the entire week. Like he has not left this office for the entire weekend just yeah. to get points like to get this dude like, OK, you know what? Like, I'm with it. And then he obviously like furthers that and he's the one that doubles down after matt's like man like the company will not do like we lost there's no way to approve him getting revenue like you could just see like obviously you see the disappointment in his face like yeah he's totally deflated like don't like defeated to like the bottom and so to see phil knight just be like you know what like we've already gone this far to try to get this dude just do it like finish it off. Go, go close that deal. So I, yeah, that was super cool to see. I I liked that a lot. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I felt like it had, the movie just had so much um, in terms of what the substance of it was. Like it had so much heart. It had so much intensity for a movie that doesn't have any action in it. Like it was super intense and yeah. like it had um, some super funny, comedic relief and one-liners throughout the film um it was like inspiring like I said it was just I don't I've loved the whole story of it and the idea of it and I'm a big Matt Damon fan like you are and I've liked a lot of what Ben Affleck's done too but I felt like this was such a good return to form for both of them Mm. in their movie careers because I mean they made it big together out of Boston, when they made Goodwill Hunting with Robin Williams. Like, that's what made them famous, and they won all those independent film awards for it. And they both found a ton of success doing other stuff on their own, and they've kind of worked together throughout a lot of stuff. But the past few years, like, there's been some Ben Affleck film releases that I haven't loved. His Batman was okay, but it felt like a little bit of a weird fit. Even Matt Damon's taken a step back in some of the movies that he's done recently. But it was super cool to see them do a film that I felt like, I guess in concept was similar in a way to Goodwill Hunting, which they did, which kind of focuses on people and their life story and like that kind of plot line instead of like espionage or superheroes or action films. And like, I felt like that was their wheelhouse in making that. I I don't want to say it's a biopic because it focuses on so many people, but I guess it's like a biographical story of all of them of the company. And it was really cool to hear them all or to see them perform that so well and, and have it come together as good as it did to the point where it's no wonder that they felt so confident that they're like, we need to put this out in theaters too and not just on Amazon because yeah. it was totally worth it.
0: Oh yeah. And I, yeah, like I feel like both, Matt and Ben, I feel like they really embodied these characters. Like it, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm watching Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. No, like I was very emerged into this movie, like with each character. I think the acting was phenomenal. Even like, even Mm -hmm. though it's not something that you would expect, like, oh, it needs good acting, but it it was great. Like everybody was on point. Um, and it's it's funny because all of these are real people, like that's why I yeah. It's funny that they can like really be these characters because they're not just characters they're actual people that actually did this so to see them really yeah. get into the, like each character was super super cool to see um i even liked uh the like towards the beginning when they're just in the meeting room and you can just see matt damon kind of like pissed off at all these dudes like <laughs> bro what are you even saying like you only like him because he's the sixth pick and I guess that's – you don't
1: you doing. don't watch basketball like, hey, like, like <laughs> you know what you're talking
0: about I everyone like well, have you seen him play yeah I've seen him play what do you like about his game well uh uh have you ever seen him play yeah he's a great court vision dude he had 33 assists last year it's like
1: <laughs> he's was like, like he made the final four and Matt Damon's like <laughs> so did 40 other people
0: <laughs> yeah I liked. I liked that. That was it was all good. But yeah. Yeah. Definitely honestly, a- I
1: felt like the cast was was weirdly diverse in terms of the actors that were playing um who they were playing. Like Chris <laughs> Tucker, his character in it he Chris Tucker doesn't feel like an actor that I'd expect to be in a Matt Damon, Ben Affleck movie. And same with Marlon Wayans, like Mm -hmm. his, his role is pretty minimal in it, but even him, like it felt weird that when I saw the cast listing that they would be in it with Viola Davis as Jordan's mother. And yet they worked so well together. Like the chemistry on set must've been fantastic because like you said, they embody the characters and it's not like you're watching any of these actors individually like ben affleck play phil knight or Mm -hmm. the guy who plays batman play phil knight like you just feel like you're watching a movie about phil knight
0: yeah 100 percent. yeah solid movie all around and like i said i can't remember most movies that came out that actually stood out besides guardians 3 but then again that came out like a month ago so (laughs) it's fresh Right. So this one I I would definitely put as my favorite movie of the year so far, which is crazy because I really enjoyed Guardians 3, but I feel like Marvel movies never win anything. So
1: <laughs> Well, I feel like that's saying a lot because you you were like for a long time I feel like you've been a super diehard Marvel guy like that's been your favorite kind of film company yeah and it's still
0: it is in a sense (laughs) obviously they haven't been good lately but but something that you told me stuck with me the entire time is your opinion sucks because all you watch is marvel So so yeah you're probably right
1: Hey, that's not a knock against Marvel. I, 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 the point of that was just to say you got to expand what you're watching in terms of no, movies. <laughs> I know,
0: and so that's why I have been. That's why I was so, like, watch all of the Christopher Nolan movies and, yeah. And, I mean, I was going to see this movie, like, regardless. And I, yeah. it's, it's not like I'm trying to prove a point for myself in anything like that. I thoroughly loved this movie And I would have had the same opinion nonetheless. But yeah, I'm I am trying to watch these other films and like not expect what I usually watch in Marvel.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I think I guess this kind of like maybe is a good segue into wrapping up the episode, but we I feel like in our society today we have come to expect so much uh, uniformity from entertainment like who is everybody who's popping in music right now it's all of these pop rap guys like yeah. pop rap music is for sure the main genre drake post malone all of those guys are who the music industry's carrying right now even jb and and ed sheeran like are names that they incorporate both rap style and pop into their songs and like what is every movie almost trying to be right now like they're all trying to be these marvel style action films right and it is really cool to see something diverse in terms of not being what everything else is right now like this movie air be so well done and even being so well received because i could realistically see a lot of people saying like it's a boring film it's you know there's no action there's no romance there's no you know super out there story right and it's and it's like you said we all know what the outcome is going to be yeah in and yet it's a very well done and really enjoyable movie throughout in spite of that fact that you know what's going to happen and that the plot line isn't something super out there
2: right
0: yeah i agree i think that is a good way to (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah for sure i mean we're still on here for quite a while i think we were shorter right. than last time oh
0: absolutely <laughs> yes we were like by like 40 minutes or so
1: perfect perfect yeah. well barring some technical difficulties hopefully we get this out on memorial day uh for anybody that that checks it out and, and uh hopefully you enjoyed our takes and if you listened to little dirk we're sorry and if you also enjoyed air let us know and let us know what else you want us to talk about but um yeah i, I think i think i'd definitely recommend air but not almost I'll healed little by dirt. A little
0: dirt <laughs> yeah um go listen on wherever you get your podcasts at and then if you want to follow along we've been posting some clips lately um out on uh instagram tiktok and youtube shorts uh we're gonna try to get this one actually out on youtube because like i said i think i deleted the first one already to save storage (laughs) and uh yeah so we're we're gonna try to get that out um hopefully it comes out on memorial day
1: yeah we'll we'll catch y'all next week
0: (laughs) have a good one y'all